0: Appalachia. Nobody truly knows where the word comes from, yet everybody has their own opinion of what it represents. Everything from mountaintop beauty and deep forest to meth heads and extreme prejudice. The Appalachian Mountains are the oldest mountains in the world. They once towered 30,000 feet into the air and currently stretch from Canada through 14 states all the way to Louisiana. The inhabitants of these mountains through the many years of their existence have lived through and witnessed downright unbelievable and tormenting historical atrocities. They have lived through everything from hauntings to cryptic creatures that show up and wreak havoc on their homesteads. The worst creature, though, may be man himself. I, being born and raised in these Appalachian Mountains, know that nothing is beyond a pale of belief, no matter how fantastic it sounds. The history that lies in these mountains is rich and has a long legacy of unending tales and adventures. Come with me as I take you on a fantastic journey through these mountains, where things are not always as they seem. I guarantee you it won't be anything like you expected. Hello, I'm Larry Bentley, and this is Season 2 of Appalachian Murder, Mystery, and Legend. As we all know, there are people known as grifters that walk among us. The grifter is a person whose sole existence is to try to swindle somebody out of as much of whatever as they have as they can get away with. Now, if a grifter was all we had to worry about, most of us can see one coming from a mile away. It's not so much them as the people who have no compunction about going to a whole other level with it all. You know, those Ones that would soon kill you as look at you. There ain't nothing new about any of this. It's happened for as long as there have been people on earth. In fact, as bad as it is all right now, robbery was even worse during the early history of our country. Most robberies ended in the death of the robbie. Come on in, make yourself the home, and let me tell you about one such happening in the Appalachian Mountains. Now, if you get on Interstate 77 from Withful, and that's Withful, Virginia, and head north through Rocky Gap, passing through the East River Mountain Tunnel, and into the Princeton, West Virginia area, you'll be in Mercer County. Off of I-77, you can exit onto Route 20, also known as Athens Road. The Bent Mountain Road lies in the farming area of Mercer County along Route 20 near Athens and Concord College. At the turn of the century in this area, there was a trail that was the shortest route between the railroad in Hinton, West Virginia, and that in Glen Lynn, Virginia. It's part of this route is now known as US 460 and runs from Princeton to Glen Lynn. This route was actually a trail in those days and was located in a more mountainous, out of the way region and attracted people who didn't want to be seen. If It it was mainly used by the hobos, tramps, various criminals, and escapees of prison camps, and even mental asylums. The trail had also been used by deserters of both the Union and Confederate armies during the Civil War. One might even find a few of them buried in the local cemeteries around the area. Today, it's a busy thoroughfare, but back then, one might have called it the road less traveled naturally it came to pass that the criminal activity along this route was of constant concern as the route was so remote that it seemed an open invitation for crimes to be committed there. Robberies and murders were among the crimes that took place along the trail. There's a story of a Civil War soldier was tried and found guilty of treason right in that area. He was then hanged, at which time his heart was cut out and given to his wife. After that, all was done and certainly at that point couldn't be undone. It was then found that it was a case of mistaken identity and the poor man that was hanged was the wrong man. There are also stories of the restless spirits of the unfortunate victims of the trail wandering the mountain carrying their lanterns and to light their way. That is said that some are searching for their way back home and others are looking for the loot that they tried to steal from others. This is there that the story of the 1903 murder of a traveling man from Kentucky who met up with Harry Taylor near the railroad station in Hinton. This is where it starts. One simply named Murphy on the record, who was the traveler in this story, moved from railroad town to railroad town looking for his great adventure and maybe just a little bit of crime along the way. Harry Taylor, who lived near the Bent Mountain, was a bit lazy and didn't hold on a regular job for very long. He too was looking for an accomplice in a robbery that he had planned in Athens, West Virginia. When he happened upon the traveler Murphy, there he found his accomplice. Harry spent a few hours gambling and drinking with Murphy and finding the traveler a bit like himself. He told of his plan to rob a local store and make off with some of the money that they could share. That's when they joined together and the two of them hopped a train in Hinton and rode to Glen Lynn, Virginia, hoping to kick off their small crime spree there. They apparently showed up in town at the wrong time for whatever reason and decided it was too risky to rob the store then. So they made their way to the local school to catch a little sleep from where they had traveled to the town of Concord Church, which is now known as Athens, West Virginia. When they arrived there, Harry found his way to the home of Dr. Will Peck, looking for some food because they'd traveled most of the night and, in fact, hadn't eaten anything since they jumped the train in Hinton. While Murphy kept watch, Harry let himself into the kitchen of the good doctor by climbing through the kitchen window where he found three biscuits, those he kept for himself. He ate two of them and stuck the last one in his watch pocket. And he told Murphy that there was nothing in the house to eat, but... That he knew of a house on Bent Mountain where they could go hide out until time to rob the store. I gotta wonder if Murphy saw the biscuit crumbs on Harry's shirt, as it's probably pretty much impossible to eat a biscuit if it's really good biscuit without wearing just a little bit of it. On the way to the hideout, they stopped along the way where Harry knew some apples were stored in an old barn. The apples they found were rotten, and so they traveled on a little remote house up on the mountain that had once been owned by a family called Snyder. Once they made it to the house, they built themselves a fire and settled down. They'd just have to stay tired and hungry until their crime spree could begin tomorrow on the next day. Now, Harry knew Murphy was carrying some money, but he had it hidden in his pocket, and sometime during the night he decided that, well, he he's just going to shoot Murphy and take his money. Harry figured that since Murphy was from Kentucky and didn't know any of the folk in the area, he figured that he could get away with it. He pulled his pistol and shot Murphy and did it more than once, as was revealed in the trial record. Then he stripped Murphy of his clothes and buried them in the woods, hiding anything that might tell anybody just who Murphy was. He buried the poor naked Murphy under the floorboards of the house. Harry then, feeling confident that he had hidden his dubious deed, made his way to his sister's house with Murphy's roll of money in his pocket. He told his sister that he had been traveling from Glen Lynn and had met up with a hobo who was bound for trouble. The hobo, Harry told his sister, noticed the chain hanging from his watch pocket and must have thought that Harry was carrying a really valuable watch. Harry told his sister that the hobo tried to rob him and became angry when he found that Harry had only a biscuit in his pocket, which he pulled out and showed his sister, of course. This was the very biscuit that he had stolen from Dr. Peck's house and had hidden from Murphy. Harry went on to say that the fight ensued, and to defend his life, he had to shoot Murphy. Then, while going over his clothes to find out who he was, Harry found and took about $150 from him to pay his note. And other expenses. He even told her that he had buried the hobo's body under the floorboards of the house. Now it's one thing to do what Harry did, but it's another to tell somebody about it, especially in such great detail. That always seems to come back to bite people in the rear end. So when the sister's husband got back from the trip about a month later, she told him the story. The husband just laughed and said you silly goose, Harry ain't done no such thing. But as time went on, the poor woman worried more and more about the hobo her brother said that he'd killed and buried under the floorboards of the Snyder home. She began to have nightmares of the dead man calling to her for help and knowing that what she did weighed heavy on her. She finally told her sister what her brother had done and talked her into going up to the old Snyder place to look under the floorboards for her body, which they found in fairly short order. That's when she went back to her husband and told him that they had went up to the Snyder house and saw the body. Her husband, probably now feeling like the silly goose, immediately called for Judge Woods and Sheriff Sents, and they took officers up the mountain to retrieve the body, which by this time was badly decomposed. Harry Taylor was indeed arrested and claimed to have killed a man in self-defense, but he was put on trial and found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to be hanged. The defense asked for the... and the judge ordered a 90-day stay of Harry's sentence, but oddly there was nothing else to be found as to what happened to him after that. Whatever happened was very little to do with what the locals still see to this day. Just remember, if you're walking around Bent Mountain area, don't be surprised to see the spirit of the traveling man Murphy carrying his lantern through the woods trying to find his way back to Kentucky. The wandering spirits of Bent Mountain still remain, and Their stories will never die as long as people live to tell them. I hope you enjoyed our story today. If you have, please join us over on the Appalachian Murder Mystery and Legend Podcast group on Facebook. And I'll be back soon with another Appalachian Murder Mystery or Legend, and I'll see you then.